Amen. Well, church, hey, happy Father's Day. We, uh, thing about dads is we want to recognize them like we did moms not too long ago. One thing about dads in general or just men is that we want to succeed. We want to succeed at whatever we put our hands to. If it's leadership or if it's business or if it's a sport, man, we want to win. In fact, I read this on Forbes, five key traits of successful people. Trait one, they're willing to take risks. Two, they're willing to work. Three, they're willing to admit when they're wrong. Number four, they're willing to adapt. And number five, they know how to delegate without micromanaging. And so I was kind of digging a little bit more, and then there was another article that said five characteristics of successful leaders. One, they lead by example. Two, they have clear vision. Three, they embrace their team's strengths. Four, they have passion. And five, they have courage. Now, here we are on Father's Day, and so you think, okay, well, what are we going to learn? Well, today's title is five characteristics of an awesome dad of an awesome dad and if you want to succeed as being a dad you want to be an awesome dad you say Rusty, where are you going with this well don't worry it'll be encouraging now wives as you're sitting there and kids as you're sitting there i want you to do this i'm going to give you the five characteristics of an awesome dad now what you are going to look out for of those five if your dad does any of them at all does them a little bit well or really well what I want you to do is I want you to jot it down and then when you go home and you're at lunch I want you to tell your dad wives tell your husband you know what you're really doing good at this now have you ever seen this, this show called, uh, well, with Bear Grylls, he's like an adventure guy. Has anyone ever seen that show? Well, what he'll do is that he'll go somewhere and he'll jump into a river and he's like freezing his brains out. He just got done drinking, you know, like water out of elephant dung. And he's just a crazy guy. But what you'll see is that he'll have this Flintstone and then he'll, He'll get that spark going, and then when there's a little tiny ember, he'll get down, he gets down, and he blows. He blows until that little ember gets more and more red hot. And then eventually that ember catches a leaf or a stick. And then that stick eventually catches a, a little bit bigger stick. And that bigger stick catches a bigger log, and then you have a, a very healthy fire. Now, moms... Wives, kids, your husband's awesomeness as a dad might be a tiny, tiny little ember. And here's what I want you to do is I want you to fan the flame of that ember and tell your husband, tell your dad, these are the things that you are doing well. And if you have to get creative, man, you get creative and you dig down deep. Man, dad, there's no one that takes the trash out like you. You know, you just find something to tell your daddy's doing a good job because guess what? I know moms can be really hard on themselves, but so can dads. 
Dads feel like, I don't spend enough time with my kids. I'm not training them in the ways of the Lord. I'm not a good dad. I don't provide enough. We beat ourselves up. Now, we may not verbalize it, but I'm telling you, dads beat themselves up. But what they do is they bottle it all up inside. And so there's this stress of, I'm not living up to what it is to be a godly dad. So moms, kids, fan that flame of the dads. And guess what? That, they'll start to think, okay, I'm doing a good job here. Next thing you know, they'll start doing better and better and better. And next thing you know, you've got an awesome dad. So here are five characteristics of an awesome dad. The first characteristic of an awesome dad is he loves God. This is how you have to start it. He has to love God. An awesome dad's relationship with his heavenly father has been healed. It's at peace. See, a lot of times our relationship with our earthly father, father has been shattered. And there's just tension there and there's, it's just not good. But in order to be an awesome dad, you have to have your relationship with your heavenly father healed and at peace. Romans 5.1 says this, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the way that you're able to love God is that you have to be at peace with him. Well, how do you become at peace with God? Right there, through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. And so, as you come to the Father... And you repent, you say, Lord, I haven't done a good job. You know what he says? Hey, not a problem, because I've sent my son to make peace with you and I. So before we can be the dads we want to be, our relationship with God has to be healed. Awesome dads aren't perfect, but they serve the one who is perfect. Can I get an amen? We serve a perfect God. So this is not a sermon about jamming dads up and man, you got to do better and I'm just going to keep punching you. No, 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 no. We are not perfect, but we serve the one who is perfect. And ultimately, all these five things are all on the Holy Spirit living within us, going to make us the awesome dad that God has called us to be. So if you're feeling like just beat down by the world and you already beat yourself up and, you know, when your kid said happy Father's Day this morning, you're like, you are a liar. I'm not doing a good job. Hey, guess what? We're going to put all the pressure, everything, saying, Lord, I'm putting it all on you. I want to be the dad that you've called me to be. I want to love you. And guess what? God is faithful and he's true and he will bring it to pass. So here's what God says to us men, to us dads. I love you, and I want a relationship with you. Maybe your earthly father has never said that. But guess what? Your heavenly father, he wants peace. And he wants it so bad that he was willing to sacrifice his son to get it. So the second characteristic of an awesome dad is... He loves his wife. Awesome dads love their wives. They love the wife that God has given them. 
So what happens is that we have peace with God. God ends up giving us a wife. The Bible says that those who have been given a wife have been given a good thing from God. And so if you have a wife, you say, yes, praise God. A characteristic of an awesome dad is that he loves his wife. Let me read you this, Ephesians chapter 5, 25 through 33. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish, in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Because we are members of his body, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife See that she respects her husband. So here's the point. An awesome dad loves his wife. And guess what? They show and tell their kids how much they love or how much he loves their mom. So dads, we're going to love God and we're going to love our wives and we're going to tell our kids, man, I sure hope you can marry a woman as good as your mom. I don't know. There's only one like her. My poor daughter-in-laws, I've said that. I said, boys, I don't know. They have a real high standard to live up to. But I want to praise my wife. I want to tell my kids how amazing that she is. And that's you too, dads. And say, you want to say, you know what, kids, guess what? Your mom is this, and she's amazing. And you fan that flame in her. So the second characteristic of an awesome dad is he loves his wife. So here's what wives should say to the dad of the family. Wife, fan the flame and tell your husband what he is doing well with your kids. Because he's not going to come to you and sit down and say, you know what, how about this? How about you sit there and I'll sit there. We're going to talk. And I'd love to t- you to tell me all the good things that I'm doing as a dad. He's not going to say that unless you've paid a lot of money for counseling. It's just not going to happen. You know what he's going to say? Nothing. He's not going to say anything. He's just going to continue to try to get by. And even though on the inside he's cratering. And he's, he just does not feel that he's living up. And so what you have to think is, you know what? I need to fan that flame. So you get out that fan, and there's a little tiny ember there, and then you're going to fan it. And you start telling him, you know what? One thing that you do amazing for us, or that you do well, or that I really like that you do is, and tell it. And guess what? That ember will start to get, more and more orange, and, and it'll start to get hot. 
Now, don't lie. I'm not saying lie. I'm not saying, well, you know, you're like Jesus. I think you go walk on water. No, that's just lying. That's wrong. But I can guarantee there's something in your husband, in the father of your children, that you can start to fan that. Now, guess what? Wives, you know what your husband's going to do? He's going to laugh. He's going to laugh because he'll think, I don't think so. I'm really not doing that well. He's not going to say, honey, man, thank you so much. I really need those words of affection and affirmation. He's not going to say that, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't want to hear it. He wants to hear it, and I guarantee you what he's going to do on Route C when he's driving into town, he's going to loop what you told him. He's going to think, man, she's crazy. She, she thinks I'm good at that. I don't think I'm good at that. He'll start to think, you know what? Oh, okay. He'll loop it and he'll think about it. And that'll start to grow. The third characteristic of an awesome dad is he loves his kids. An awesome dad loves his kids. Now I'm going to read you some verses about fathers and their children. Now, kids, I'm going to read this one to you. And already I want you to say, you know what? I love that verse. Kids, on the count of three, I want you to say, I love that verse. Now, I want you to say it even before you know the verse because this is God's word, okay? So, kids, on the count of three, I want you to say, I love that verse, okay? Are you ready, Charlotte? Are you ready? You ready? All right, Charlotte, you say it with me on the count of three. Say one, two, three with me. Ready? One, two, three. I love that verse. All right, kids, here's the verse. Proverbs 13, 24. Whoever spares the rod hates his son. But he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. So, kids, the Bible says, let me say it again, that if your dad doesn't discipline you, he hates you. Let me read it to you again. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. So, kids, the next time you want something, you want a sucker, and you, you throw yourself down on, in the ground in Dillard's, and you're there, and your dad's there, and you know what? When you get in the car, if he says, I don't care, whatever, I want you to scream your guts out and say, how come you hate my guts? How come you won't discipline me? Because the Bible says this, that if you love me, that you would discipline me. Why do you hate me so much? See, the thing is, is that in our day and age, we think, oh, no, no, if we love our kids, we're going to spoil them rotten, we're going to give them everything they want, and we're going to never tell them no. You know what that do? It makes us all hate your kids. <laughs> you have to discipline your kids. Dads, that's your job. Not just the dads, but dads, get in there. Now, obviously, people come from backgrounds that are hard, and then, you know, there's may be some physical abuse. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about godly, loving correction. And the Bible says right there that if you love your child, you will be disciplined. You will be diligent to discipline him. Now, kids, I want you to stand up. I want everyone to tell me how much... Tell me the last time you sh your dad showed you love. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Proverbs 17, 6. Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, 
And the glory of children is their fathers. Kids, you look up to your dad and you're like, man, he, my dad is like Superman. Man, he's like the Hulk. He could take anybody. He's so strong. Dads, the Bible says that you're the glory of their, of their lives. They look up to you. They love you. They want to be with you. The glory of children is their fathers. Psalm 127, 3 through 5 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's use. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Dads, this is how we're to think about our kids. When we see our kids, we think, man, you're a heritage, you're a reward. You are a reward from God to me. You're like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Arrows are extremely valuable when you are fighting someone. If they have a bow and arrow and I have a bow and arrow and I'm out of arrows, we've got a problem. But the Bible says this, they are like a, a, arrows. They're like in, in your quiver. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. They're valuable. So much, it's just ridiculous how much people put down their kids. I can't stand my kids. I don't like my kids. Dude, that's not the way we're supposed to look at our kids' dads. An awesome dad loves his kids. Don't get on that bandwagon of always complaining about your kids. There's plenty of people that can't have kids. They would die to have a child. They do so many things to have a child, but guess what? God says no, 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 no. And here, sometimes we complain about these rewards that God gives us. An awesome dad loves his kids. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4 says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Amen. All you dads are doing awesome. Guess where your kids are right now on Sunday morning? They're right here. Where are they? Right next to you. You're teaching them. You're, you're bringing them up in the ways of the Lord. Good job. Awesome. If, you, if no one tells you good job, I'm saying this right now. Good job because the Bible says this, that you are to Bring your child, children up in the instruction of the Lord, and that's exactly what you're doing. Good job, dads. Colossians 3, 18 through 21 says this, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting the Lord. Husbands, love your wives. Do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything. For this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Dads, we don't want to discourage our kids. We don't want to provoke them to anger. God will help us with that. Now, kids, this is what you tell your dad. Well, this is what I want you to do. You younger kids, here's what I want you to do. All you younger kids, if you, can't even, if you don't even know the English language, just listen. Draw your dad a picture of something you like about him. Abby, I know, you could draw. I want you to draw a picture of 
of something you like about your dad. So you're going to go home. Moms, help your kids with this. And you're going to sit down and you're going to think all about your dad. And then you're going to draw a picture of something you like about your dad. And all you older kids, man, please do this. Your dad needs to be encouraged. Go home and write something out or verbally tell him something that you like about him. You might have a stressful relationship, but I can guarantee you there's something that you can come up with that will encourage him. Fan the flame in your dad. Fourth characteristic of an awesome dad is he loves his brothers, the church. Awesome dads love the brethren. 1 John 3, 11 through 18, for this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was evil and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be despised, brothers, that if the world hates you, we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not abide, who does, does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abide in him. Verse 16, by this we know love that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's good and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. Awesome dads love the brothers. They love Christians. You know why? Because it's very simple. The Bible says this, is that when we are saved, we now become God's child. So contradictory to this horrible song that's out right now, it's a Christian song. I'm like, what what are you talking about? All the kids and all the people in this world are not God's. They aren't. They're not all his children. No, no, no. Those that have received Christ as the Lord and Savior and have been born from above, those are his kids. Those are his kids. Those that are slaves to sin and slaves to Satan, that's, that's property of Satan. But here's the thing, is that God has kids, Christians, and the Holy Spirit lives within Christians, and God wants one Christian to take care of another Christian because they're both his kids. Let me put it to you like this. Parents, when you have a child who has the ability to love and serve their brother or sister and they do it, how does that make you feel? When you have a child who has two suckers and their brother's just standing there like, how does it feel when when your child says no and eats the sucker and then puts the other one up their nose just so the brother can't have it? How does that make you feel? you like, you little. It makes you mad. But how does it feel when your little child there, you haven't done anything, has that sucker and says, oh, my brother doesn't have a sucker, gives the sucker to his brother. You think, man, get that kid another sucker. I, I want to take care of him. The love and compassion you show towards your brother because you're the parent over both of them means a lot. And the same thing with our heavenly father. So an awesome dad loves his brothers and his sisters. 
The fifth characteristic of an awesome dad is he loves his neighbor. He loves his neighbor. Now, if just went through your mind, if you're like, man, I live out in the country, I've got no neighbors, so I'm good on this one. That's not the context. Let me tell you what a neighbor is. If an awesome dad loves his neighbor, well, we've got to find out what's a neighbor. Luckily, a lawyer asked the same question of Jesus, Luke 10, 25. 37 through 37. Behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to be justified himself, said, Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Let me ask you this. If you were going down Simpson Street and you see someone that's addicted to drugs and they passed out on on the street, you're like, that is not my neighbor. Would you be right? And Jesus replied, a, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by and on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place, saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, one who the Jews despised, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him in his own, on his own animal and brought him to the inn and took care of him. And the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among robbers. He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Because you know what, what? This goes through our minds. Wait a minute. His donkey must have got all bloody and dirty, you know. And you think, because the guy got all beaten up. He's half dead. He put him on his donkey, man. It's all dirty. It's just nasty. And you know what? Who knows? He should have been there in the first place. See, that sometimes goes through our mind. Man, I'm not going to get that dirty guy in my car. And you know what? It's his own fault. Maybe he will get your car dirty. And maybe it was his fault. But here, right here, when you were half dead and Jesus saw you, he didn't say, you justify why, you sh why I should give you mercy. He didn't do that. See, so here's the thing is that an awesome dad, he shows mercy to his neighbor. He's the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's what we're supposed to do. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus and we want to love our neighbor. Now, dads, 
All dads will know this. When is the best time to plant a shade tree? When is the best time to plant a shade tree? 50 years ago. 50 years ago. You know, you see this tree out here, this big old beautiful tree, big old canopy, tons of shade. On your farm, you think, man, that tree's been there since for over 50 years. That's the time to plant a shade tree. But if you have somewhere on your farm and you'd like to have a picnic, when is the second best time to plant a shade tree? Today. So no matter how you walked in here, no matter how you felt if you are failing as a dad, today's the day that you plant a shade tree. As in, today's the day, the first day of your life that you're going to work to be an awesome dad. And here's how you do it. You love God. You love your wife. You love your kids. You love your brothers. You love your neighbors. All by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's only by God living within you that you can do any of these things. There's no way that you can do them, dads. That'll do one of two things. That'll jam you up and be like, no, I can do that on my own. Or you say, man, praise God, I need help. And I would plead with you, be the second. Be the one who feels half dead on the side of the road. Jesus is coming by and saying, hey, listen, I'm going to show you mercy, Dad. Mom, show your husband's mercy. Kids, show your husband's mercy. And you tell your dad, you know what? I'm not giving up on you. I'm going to pray for you. I want you to be that awesome dad. And guess what? By the power of the Holy Spirit, he'll do it. God will do it. But you have to ask him. You have to ask him. So if everyone can bow their heads, we're just going to take a short time. And moms, pray that your husband receives grace and mercy and that can become that awesome dad that God has called him to do. If he is that awesome dad, pray that God will continue to uphold him because it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that he is that man. And kids, if your dad is just not living up to your expectations, man, don't get mad at him. Just pray for him. Pray, Lord, help my dad. Help him to love me. Help him to spend time with me.